Hello and welcome to this week's episode. So this one is actually quite special because it's something that came to me during my silent weekend, okay? I wasn't even planning to talk about this topic or to do these practices, but this came to me during a silent retreat that I do every every month, the second weekend of every month, where I just go inward and I dedicate a whole weekend to meditation and my inner work and just silence and uh, I do so in isolation sometimes with fasting and I usually get a lot of really cool insights um, you know away from all these distractions that we have every single day so one of the things that came to me was to talk about the equinox the importance of this time how do we work with these energies especially those of us in the northern hemisphere because we are here welcoming the darkness we're here going from the transition of light into dark and how is it that we can make the best of the season because the reality is most of us are there really excited for spring but not so much for the fall or not so much for the winter in a sense of the days are getting darker, right? And if you translate it to terms of inner work or personal growth, personal development, it's that time that we actually have to go inward. We have to face our shadows. We have to face that darkness within our lives. And most people are not too excited about that. So with this one, I want to share with you seven practices in which you can celebrate the equinox and really talking about Well, I'm going to dive deeper into this when I speak about the particular practices, but really understanding the importance of embracing that darkness, because the truth is, if we have not embraced the darkness, we can also not experience the light. If you haven't fully experienced sadness, you can't experience true joy, right? If you haven't really cried, you can't really laugh either, like truly, fully. If you haven't experienced one end of the spectrum, you can't experience the other. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Seven practices and rituals that you can do this fall equinox. These are in no particular order. Let's start with number one, and that is offering to the earth. At this time, many cultures would give thanks for the harvest. They would thank the earth for this abundance that we received, for the crops, for having food that we can utilize, that we've enjoyed during the summer and the fall, and that we can utilize during the winter. The Druids would actually have their own celebration in honor of the god of the forest. So throughout many cultures all over the world, it was emphasize that importance of gratitude, that importance of giving thanks to the earth because all of these cultures saw and still shamanic traditions today that we are there not exploiting the earth but we are there keepers of the earth. We are there to maintain it, to love it, to watch over it and as we give we receive and as we receive we are also giving. So it is this beautiful cycle and with this one it can be as simple as going outside and feeding the birds. It can be as simple as feeding animals, maybe um, doing something, I'm thinking of an animal shelter, or even just going and making some kind of symbolic offering. Whatever resonates for you, whatever is true for you, how can you give to the earth, to the wildlife, to nature. It can be something even, if you really don't know what to do, it could be donating maybe to some organization that, I don't know, plants trees or um, gives back to the earth in some way. 
Let's go with number two. Speaking of gratitude, expressing gratitude for the harvest and not only for the harvest but also for the seeds that we received this both translates to you know our outer reality we are celebrating the harvest however this is also relevant to inner work we get to at this time express gratitude for all that we have received gratitude for the summer gratitude for the lessons and the lessons are really those seeds what is it that foundation that we got to create, that we receive, that now we can utilize for birthing of something new, or that now we actually get to sit with, we get to go into introspection so that we can birth this later on in our lives, right? So symbolically, it's like the spring. So this is all about acknowledging the mistakes and lessons, and there are no mistakes, as you've heard me say so much in my videos and my posts. However, it's just about reflecting what works, what doesn't work, expressing gratitude for all of these lessons for all the life right because it's the death and the rebirth that create that beautiful cycle of life so we get to give thanks to all of that all of life and move forward with security and serenity because when we are grateful when we tune into that energy of gratitude we just have this inner knowing of I'm good and I've got me and life's got me and it creates this deep feeling of serenity. This is something that any teacher, any coach and even psychologist would tell you really that importance of doing those gratitude lists and expressing gratitude. And actually with this one, what I would recommend strongly because I've observed a lot of clients trying to be, you know, trying to think about what is it that they're grateful for. And I also have my son who is eight and I get him to do gratitude lists every single morning. The difference that I noticed here is really funny. Adults tend to go for general, like generic things like gratitude for my health or for my wealth or for my home. The big things, the bigger picture and kids are there. Just my son does not really enjoy writing these he kind of finds it boring. And he's there like, well, I don't know, I guess I'm grateful for the pen or I'm grateful for my toothpaste. The reason I'm bringing this here is because it's really important to take something from both categories. What is it that you're grateful for on a larger scale? And what is it that you're really grateful for in your everyday life? Those little things that are there all the time, but you don't consciously take the time to acknowledge. Number three, welcoming balance. So the equinox actually comes from the Latin word, which means equal nights. So this is the season where we get to see where is it that we are or out of balance. This is the season that is all about balance, the masculine, the feminine, the day and the night, the giving and the receiving. Now, I feel like there's at least three different podcast episodes right here in this topic, but let's begin with the giving and the receiving. This is where we get to see where is it that we're not comfortable receiving because that is a huge block so many people have it's not safe to receive where is it that we're actually not really open in our giving in the sense that we feel like we may overgive we feel like we may be losing if we're giving we're not giving unconditionally but looking at how much is my getting in return okay so this is really a moment where we get to check in with ourselves where is that balance of the giving and receiving and are we li really living it? Now, another aspect of this is we just get to see what takes us off or out of our balance. And what is it that contributes to our centering, to our rooting and to our grounding? 
They say that you are the top five people that you spend most time with, right? You're a combination of those people. It's not just people, but it's also the kind of content you consume, the kind of movies or TV shows you watch, the kind of music that you listen to, and the food that you eat. So during this period, I would strongly encourage you to look at your environment. What is it that you're creating? What is it that maybe some habits, like I said, maybe foods, maybe it's your social circle. What is it that's contributing to your growth, to your well-being, and what is it that's taking away from it? And once you do that, I would strongly encourage you to decide what is that one needle-moving step forward that you can take towards being more balanced, towards feeling more peace. It could be setting boundaries. Maybe it's with yourself. Maybe it's with somebody in your life. Maybe it's simply bringing more of what you love because so often we don't feel drained or exhausted because we have too much going on. We may have too much going on, but the problem is often that we don't do enough of what it is that lights us up. What is it that we love? Because let's face it, if we're excited about something, we can find the time. We can spend hours doing that thing we love, even if we're really, really tired and we've had a long day. So where is it that you can love yourself a little more and come into that balance easily? Number four, and now we're getting into targets and goals and achievements. And with this one, you get to look at what goal or target can you set for yourself for the next six months or the next three months until the winter solstice. This is a great time to see how is it that you can utilize this darkness, the dark long winter nights. How can you go inward? What is it that you would like to shift? What is it that you would like to create during the spring? So this is really the preparation for that birthing, getting clear on what you want, clear on what is important to you so that you can move confidently forward in upcoming months. Since we're talking about going inwards, number five is about welcoming the fall into your home. So this is as simple as shifting your environment, really welcoming in the season, because like I said, a lot of people have just resistance to the fall, to the winter. They would rather have the warmth of the sun and the spring and the summer. And here we get to acknowledge what is great and beautiful about the season. We get to maybe bring in pumpkins into our home. We get to embrace those earthly colors like orange and brown to really soothe our nervous system, going inwards and appreciating that which is here. Translating that to inner work, it's the same thing. We get to acknowledge not just the sunshine, but we're here welcoming in the darkness. We're going into what does this period have to teach me and how is it that I can love all of me, all of all the aspects of myself, not just the happy spring and summer sunshine. Number six is probably my favorite and that is making a bonfire. So this is something that I do for both the winter and the summer solstice. It's an absolute must. The fire element is a really powerful one. So with this one, the reason I'm encouraging this one is, well, I'm actually going to get to it in step number seven. But one of the reasons is just because the fire element is so powerful and it's a guiding light, really. So a lot of us may need that light to move forward during the next few months. What is that metaphorical strength that you can cultivate? So really, when you look at the fire, if you can't sit with a bonfire, just use a candle. Taking some time to connect to that element, connecting to that inner light within you. 
How is it cultivated? Do you feel that it's regenerating or do you feel like it's being taken from you by others or by circumstances? Tuning into that powerful element and using it as a guide for the next few months. And number seven is meditation and connecting to the body, to the self. This kind of bounces off from number six that was sitting with the fire, but really any kind of meditation going inward. So the winter, the metaphorical winter is all about going inward, going into silence, figuring out what is right for you, facing those shadow aspects, those parts that we do not want to look at, those parts that we are often afraid of, those parts that are too cold and we get to love it, we get to embrace it, we get to sit with it, not to reject, not to shift, but beginning to just sit with. And an important part of this is connecting to the body. Just as we started from the first point where we are offering to nature, we also get to connect with our bodies because that is the earth element that is part of Mother Earth. And we get to love all of these different aspects of ourselves simultaneously. So on this note, I hope this was useful. Let me know which one resonated with you the most, which practice you are thinking of trying out, or maybe you have done some of these practices, and I would love to hear which one speaks to you the most. And you're welcome to reach out to me on my Instagram at the spiritual analyst or at the powerful self, or you can also send me an email at info at the powerful self me. And I have a special bonus for you, something that also came to me during my silent weekend. I will be offering a special autumn equinox ceremony that will take place on the 22nd of September. That is next Thursday. Why am I doing this? Because I got some practices that would be so beneficial for us to ground, to root, to come into that place of peace and to really build this right relationship with the darkness, with the death energy, because it is here to support us. Again, if we cannot embrace the darkness, we cannot experience the fullness of that light. So with this one, uh, it's going to take around one hour. It's going to be a workshop and a ceremony. There's going to be um, a lot of practical aspects. So if you are looking to experience that deep connection and activate those inner wisdom codes within you to help you move through the season, check out the link below that I'm pretty sure I will have and also on my Instagram at the spiritual analyst. It's right there in the bio. And on this note, I thank you guys for listening. I am wishing you a happy equinox. May you make the most of this powerful season. And I am wishing you a very powerful day. Thank you for listening to the Powerful Self Podcast. If you found this useful, please make sure to follow so you don't miss any upcoming episodes and share it with those who you think will truly benefit from hearing this. And I love hearing from you. So if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out at info at thepowerfulself.me. And on this note, I am sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time.